Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsuck for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guest, a topic, five things to support that topic. It's pretty simple. Get it, got it, good. And this one, through the power of the Roadcaster Pro, uh, the one-stop shop production studio for podcasts, I'm bringing someone in via Skype. So you're going to hear, yeah, a little Skypey Skype calls, but the connection's really strong because the force is with us. Bringing it out, he is uh, from the blog The Food in My Beard and the author of several books, including this one, Tots, 50 totally awesome recipes from tachos to sweet potato pie. I believe I said that right. Dan Whalen, how are you, Dan? I'm great. Uh, it's awesome to be here. Thanks. Uh, normally when I 
am a guest somewhere. I don't get to talk about Star Wars. I have to talk about food. So this is really uh, wonderful for me. This is uh, great to talk to a food and Star Wars fan. Uh, I, I, I know I know when food probably entered your life, but when did Star Wars enter your life? Uh, well, I've been a fan my whole life. Um, and, you know, growing up, watching the movies, um, I would play the games a ton. I yeah. did Rebel Assault. I uh, loved that game. Yes. I took over my parents' computer by putting all, like, the little sound effects for when you turn the computer on and stuff were all Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad did that. And he's not even a huge Star Wars fan, but I remember he had some, like, lightsaber sounds connected to keys or something or laser blasts. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, been a fan ever since. I had a lull in my fandom like many people did uh, after the prequels and before the new stuff. Um, okay. But ever since Force Awakens, I've been back in uh, hard. <laughs> as, as have a lot of people, which is interesting. Uh, you know, I love that perspective, too. It's like I had my dark ages, late 80s, when I found Cabbage Patch, uh, not Cabbage, Garbage Pail Kids, baseball cards, and an occasional Cabbage Patch Kid. Uh, and then that, the Star Wars Dark Ages, and then, and then it came back. And then, yeah, after the prequels, we all felt, loved them or hate them, like that was it. I mean, the story was told, we're done. And we, I think we all just kind of, you know, the passion was always there, but it was quiet. So you experienced the same thing. Uh, Dan, you reached out and we uh, we connected over the power of the Internet. And uh, uh, you are an expert in food. When did well, I, I, when did that start professionally for you? When did you transition to writing and blogging uh, about food and comfort food specifically, which uh, <laughs> is my favorite thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went to school actually for computer science and I started uh-huh. a blog about 11 years ago now, um, to practice computer science, but I was putting recipes on there, found a place for myself that I didn't think had existed at the time. Um, and it just kind of snowballed. It got popular. I wrote my first book about five years ago and, uh, I was able to become full-time on food stuff about three, four years ago. That's amazing. I mean, they always say turn your passions into <laughs> into your job, and food uh, food is it for you. That's awesome. How many books? Are you, yeah. Four books uh, you've written. You said the um, the fourth one comes out actually same month as your book comes out in May. Nice. So, well, uh, yeah, we can have a you, you four center fans can have a, uh, a book party with why we love Star Wars and what's the name of your book coming out? It's all s'mores recipes. All s'mores recipes. Holy well, it's called s'mores. Called but s'mores, s'mores, but it's all s'mores. Yeah. Uh, wow, that is uh, my my friend Roger Craig Smith, uh, uh, voiceover guy here. Uh, one of our favorite things to do when we get together is to he has a fire pit in the backyard, and we just some men in their forties sit around <laughs> making <laughs> s'mores. So I think I'm going to add that book to cart, man. That is great. So awesome. here's here's what we're covering today on Star Wars Rank. This is an interesting one because it's something that's not always associated with Star Wars. It's more with something like Game of Thrones or some other fantasy things, and that's food. Uh, you uh, had this topic. Why don't you set up the topic and, 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 and how you came to, other than we know your prof- profession and your love of Star Wars, but how did you uh, come to this topic? What, what are we talking about today? Right. So, like, I love food and pop culture, but Star Wars doesn't have a ton. But because this is my favorite thing to watch and read and think about, yeah. uh, it's always been on my mind of what are these food mel- moments in Star Wars. Um, and so I kind of had been building a list in the back of my head. I love Star Wars Ranked. I listen to it all the time. Thank you. And it, it suddenly just became a top five list. And finally, I was like, I really just got to email Ken and see <laughs> if we can do this because mm-hmm. it's it's in my head and it needs to come out. 
Well, that, you know, uh, I've uh, I've had a few Star Wars ranked uh, topics pitched to me, but a lot of them are, you know, my my friend Van William pitched, hey, you know, I take pee breaks uh, here. I want to do a list, and and you wrote, and yeah, we didn't know each other, but it was this, uh, you know, tremendously professional pitch, by the way, for those listening who are thinking, oh, I want to pitch. Uh, Dan's <laughs> a pro, uh, and uh, it made sense. And then also at first, because to be honest, you were like, hey, I got a list of like about ten. I was like, well, we, you know, Star Wars rank, obviously, we do five in general. Um, and back of my head, I was like. I love Star Wars. I love food. I don't know how many Star Wars food scenes I can think of. And then when I sat down uh, this weekend, rolled up my sleeves, I five of them rolled out of my brain pre- or my stomach, I should say, pretty easily. <laughs> so we don't think of food in Star Wars, but it but it's present, uh, right, Dan? Yeah, it's absolutely present. It's weird, which I love. I think if there was too much food, it would start to feel too much like. Uh, like normal life. And so yeah. that's why it's, it is kind of nice that it's not in there a lot. When you do see glimpses of it, you're like, what is that? I want to know more about that. And I think that's Star Wars in general, really. That's a great way to say it. So we're going to dive on into our list. You Star Wars rank fans know how it goes. Uh, we have our five to one. We might throw in some honorable mentions in there. And uh, there were some ones that didn't make the list uh, that we can talk about. But we're going to start uh, with Dan's number five right now here. This is the the list. What do we, what do we officially call the the, the, the the best food and drink moments in Star Wars? Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I think that's, that's I like that. the top yeah, top five <laughs> food and drink moments. I love it. All right, so we're starting with Dan's number five. My number five moment is Kira and Han uh, go crazy for a fancy food buffet in uh, Ray Carson's Most Wanted novel. Love this because we're immediately starting outside of the movies, which puts a spotlight <laughs> yeah, so, on that stuff. This moment is amazing because the whole book, um, you're watching them just like try to act grown up, try Mm -hmm. to outwit people, uh, pull off things, kind of like grow out of what they were, what they were given in life. And the second they reach this, uh, this spaceship and they're kind of like completing the deal that they've been struggling to do the entire book. And they're told that there's a feast prepared for them. And they immediately act like children that they are kind of. They've never seen this food in their life. It's described as butter pastries, meat pies, there's fruit cider. And they just run. They can't even walk. They run over to this table of food and start shoveling it down. The way it's described is really nice. Uh, It's like vivid. You you see them just in utter delight. And uh, about halfway through, the person that they're there talking to is like, oh, there's utensils, by the way. Um, they <laughs> skipped over the utensils. They're just shoving the food in their face. And it's kind, it's a very real moment for them. Um, I think it helps describe their characters a lot. And uh, it really puts some stakes in this book. Because yeah. the whole time, you know, Kira and Han are going to be in the same situation by the end. But you really think that Kira is going to be sort of motivated and pulled away mm-hmm. by this lavish life that we're constantly told that she's looking for and loves. That is, that's a great way to start, Dan. I love this choice because yeah, that's one of the the things I love about most wanted by Ray, Ray Carson. Yeah. It's one of those books before a movie. uh, So you know where we end up, but that's not always, especially in books. That's not always the point. It's the journey and what we learn. And we learn a lot about both of them, but a lot about Kira in this moment, you're right. She's exposed to this life. They're, they're, they're hungry little urchins from Corellia, you know, and they get those buttery pastries in their hands. Um, but we learn a lot and that's, that's point of a lot of scenes and now the point of food in star Wars. Yeah. 
<laughs> That's a great number five. And again, um, I always Ray Carson's Most Wanted has one of my favorite Han Solo moments. That's seen through Kira's eyes, and uh, I, I, I got to do a little bit of writing about that in the upcoming book. And and I really, oh, nice. th- yeah, I think that that book uh, is great. And and I don't say underrated. A lot of people are familiar with it, but because of Solo and everything, it maybe got lost in the shuffle. Go over the, and yep. and clearly now has one of the best food scenes in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. So that starts our list off. Your number five. My number five is this. I, I'm doing this in honor of uh, our pal Joseph Scrimshaw, not on the show uh, today. Um, I, I'm pretty confident this would be on his list, and it's on mine as well, and it's a quick little scene. It's not a feast, but it's definitely a snack. It's Jabba the Hutt and the Snack Quarian. I'm going to Jabba's little hors d'oeuvre there, his appetizer, his live frog, which is... One of the first times, uh, you know, Jedi was the first one I really saw in theaters and, and comprehended. Uh, it horrified me. Uh, the Rancor scares me, too, and I, that, that's not on my list, but it horrified me. Uh, I had pet frogs growing up, so I was like, what's he doing? And it's also one of the first times, especially in the original trilogy, uh, where, you know, I mean, not one of the first times, but in the original trilogy, one of the only times where food is acknowledged. And Jabba's just having a party, and he's got got a snack and then years later it's revealed that that is called a snack aquarium which uh was one of the first conversations joseph and i ever had about star wars off mic we just it was one of his his favorite things as well the snack aquarium so that's that's my my number one opening choice jabba's horrendous snack uh that just left an impression on a young boy like me so i, I don't know what you think about Jabba and the snack aquarium dan yeah, this is an awesome moment, and like you said, uh, really one of the first in the original trilogy. There's not really not much food stuff, right. and this is the weirdness that I'm talking about that I love about just the eating in Star Wars in general. Like, he just reaches in that thing, grabs it, throws it in his mouth. Um, on YouTube, I found a loop where it just plays that over and over again, and I watched it for like a whole minute. I found the same loop because I was, uh, you know, looking up how to make sure I spelt snack aquarium right for my list. And somehow that popped up. And, yep, it is just a loop of Jabba eating a frog. <laughs> so uh, and, and you're an expert in comfort foods, Dan. This is uh, this is a Star Wars comfort food, right? Well, you know, I always define comfort food as whatever you grew up eating and makes you feel happy. That's what you can call comfort food. So if baby Jabba was shoving down frogs then that's comfort food to him a little hutlet jobby the hutlet and he's like yeah mommy mommy frog snack uh yeah that would make some sense there so comfort for Jabba is my number five which means we're up to yours life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com this is Paige, the co-host of giggly squad and i want to tell you about a company that i've been loving olive in june olive in june gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box and if you break it down it really comes out to two dollars a manicure which is absolutely insane it's also so easy to get salon worthy nails at home with olive in june the difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the manny system is a complete game changer the best thing about olive in june too is it's a quick dry dries in about one minute lasts for five days and full coverage in up to one to two coats visit oliveandjune.com slash perfect manny 20 for 20 percent off your first system that's oliveandjune.com slash perfect manny 20 for 20 percent off your first system 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Number four. Uh, my number four moment is a, actually a deleted scene from Attack of the Clones. And it's the meet the parents scene at Padme's house. <laughs> and yes. this scene is so crazy and so weird. And I'm so glad it's not in the movie, but yeah. I absolutely love watching this scene. And I actually uh, revisited it because of the Queen Shadow book right, that right. recently came out and actually references this moment kind of a bit. Yeah. And uh, watching this scene, they're eating... Um, it, it's way too earth food like yes. a little bit. Yes. Um, they're eating like a bowl of broccoli. <laughs> there is a plate of maybe peppers and I think something that's like purple yams maybe. Uh-huh. And that's supposed to be like the weird food, I guess. <laughs> the, um, space, the space yams. <laughs> yeah. And Anakin's just sitting there kind of trying to relate to Padme's dad. They have the, the women scene in the kitchen. It's just so... <laughs> it's- like out of touch and awkward and I love it and I hate it. <laughs> and her, yeah, I, I totally agree. And her dad and, and Annika, they're like out walking in the garden, right? If I remember correctly. Yep, uh, yep. Uh, and the peppers. And, uh, he's asking him like about his, you know, his uh, intentions. Kind <laughs> of. It's, it's what are your weird. plans for my daughter, Jedi? Yeah. And, and I, I'm, yeah, the peppers stood out. I, the, there's like a bowl of peppers, Nubian peppers, I guess. Uh, dad, uh, uh, you, you were, this I love that this is your choice because yeah, it's deleted. It's deleted scenes go. I always say deleted scenes. 
are probably deleted for a reason. Pacing, uh, but a lot of times it's incomplete, even in terms of the performance. Maybe maybe the actors haven't given their all, or it's a you know they they decided they weren't finishing the shoot. And it's it's Attack the Clones is known for some uncomfortable acting, stiff acting at times. This is some of the worst, but some of the best at the same time. Yeah. The worst acting. Um, I do wonder if they were going to change the food and if they did keep the scene in. Yes. Instead of just being broccoli. But uh, yeah, the acting is is tough and it's just all around awkward. But uh, a dinner with the parents should be awkward. So you don't know if that's what they were going for. Oh, I think I think George wasn't wrong to try to get this down. Um, It a lot of it makes sense. It's just in in the you know, you got this galactic uh, problem assassination attempts. And then they're kind of like Padme. Who's the boy? (laughs) It's just like, (laughs) what? Yeah. What? And a feast, but a feast nonetheless, going home to meet the parents. I think that's a great choice for your number four. Uh, my number four uh, is, uh, well, it's Padme's son. Uh, it is uh, Yoda serving Luke that Dagobah soup. That Dagobah soup, um, there's so many things I like about it. Again, one of the only moments in original trilogy with food. Uh, there's obviously some other stuff. The you know, Luke snack pack is something that's up there too. Um, but I love this scene because every time I watch it, and and reading the stories uh, about Yoda in from a certain point of view, the anthology book that came out last year, uh, a couple years ago now, I should say. Um, I love the, uh, Yoda had to live somewhat of a normal functioning life for 20 years on Dagobah. So the fact that at some point he's like, well, I got to learn to cook soup and it ain't good, but I'm here. Um, I love it. And I just I lo- so I, every time I watch Luke do that little stir and he does the little wooden spoon taste and eh, and wretches back. I just think, yeah, poor Yoda had to eat that for 20 years. I doubt he had Dex's diner to go to. Now he's got soup on Dagobah. So I just, it's one of my moments. Star Wars and food, that's one of the ones I go to. Yeah, that's a great one. And I love also, it's so out of character compared to like the prequel Yoda, mm-hmm. where he's just yelling at Luke to eat. <laughs> he's just going eat, 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 eat the whole time during that scene, um, yeah. which is I don't mean out of character in a bad way. Like you said, he's been living here a long time. Mm -hmm. He's learned to cook. He's probably never really had guests. So maybe he was really excited to serve that soup. (laughs) You imagine (laughs) finally. mm. (laughs) Yeah. And Luke was just eating that snack pack, which didn't honestly look that great. So I don't know why he's turning his nose up at Yoda's delicious soup. Right. As an expert of snack packs like I am, I've spent a lot of my life, including my adult years, swinging by 7-Eleven and picking up snack packs. Uh, I, I, it, do, it doesn't look that those dry little crusty breadsticks they got doesn't look good. So I love a good bowl of soup. I would have probably tried it. Uh, I'm raised on uh, my, my Russian Circassian heritage. We, we always got a good bowl of borscht going uh, around family events. And that ain't the best either at times, um, for me at least. So uh, I'm right there with Luke in uh, trying it, being polite, but maybe having to force it down. So. <laughs> That's my number four, uh, which means we're up to your number three. Awesome. Uh, my number three actually is related to um, to your number five. Mm. And it's generally the food of resistance, but particularly the fact that they eat live animals and yes. resistance. Yes, yeah, so the Star Wars Resistance, we got the Colossus. There's a bustling daily kind of life and marketplace there. So, yeah, this is a great choice. It's it's exciting to me because like you said as a kid you're kind of scarred by Jabba shoving this frog down his Mm -hmm. gullet and I like that they're keeping that this is a kid's show clearly um I mean I love the show but it's it's game geared towards a younger audience it is and the fact that they're having this guy uh well a lot of people eat these 
animals is great to me. Yeah. And I didn't realize, but it is Gorgs, which uh, Jar Jar ate in uh, the right. Phantom Menace. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's a connection for sure. And in general, on Resistance, they're doing great with food. Um, in the other uh, previous cartoons, yeah. the food was weird, like the Melu run fruit. Mm. I'm glad that wasn't on any uh, of right. your lists. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're doing great with food. They have the blue bacon, which I don't know if you know is supposed to be puffer pig bacon. It is? Get it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Really? I didn't know. That. Dan, you're blowing my mind. I didn't know that connection. I was connection. hoping that I blew your mind with you that. You blew my <laughs> mind. That is blue bacon puffer. Oh, kill those puffer pigs and eat them. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That is the best. I've got to. They've got to have that at Galaxy's Edge. I want a breakfast oh, off. I, I want a blue bacon <laughs> puffer pig option. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, Niku has this like giant water bottle mm-hmm. that uh, he's always drinking on. Like there's really cool food stuff. And I think it has to do with the fact that it's sort of peacetime still. Yeah. So they actually do have time to like have a meal and enjoy food. Whereas in most Star Wars content we're seeing is during wartime. So mm-hmm. they can't actually be eating. Yeah, you know, one of the uh, things I love about Resistance is they set up a great, this quote-unquote normal life there with this marketplace and the bar and bars, uh, you know, Auntie's Bar, uh, you know, we, the bars are a tradition in Star Wars, and this is another great way of it, and there's just normal things going on there, including dark-type games and betting and drinking and talking, and, and that marketplace and just kind of, oh, I mean, oh, Peepit, we talk about oh, Peepit being one of our favorite characters because he's a... F- fully functional janitor <laughs> like there's that's a lot of the cool things going on in resistance you know yeah yeah it's really cool and uh it's fun to watch and and puffer pig bacon puffer pig bacon you just won the list today sir um but i do have a number three and we're getting uh, we're getting a little serious here uh, we're going into the pages of poe dameron issue number 14 which is I think I'm going to have to say my favorite issue of any Star Wars Marvel comic. There's been some great ones with some great moments. But I think the more I think about it, I reference this issue a lot. Uh, it has a lot of great stuff with Leia, uh, her teaching some lessons to Poe. And this uh, issue centers around the death of one of their pilots, uh, Lulo Lampar, who is a, a Duros, um, uh, one of the Duros alien species there. And he... The character now goes back towards the Return of the Jedi. He was at the Battle of Endor, and he's just kind of one of these comic book characters that's come to life on the pages, and he, and he does die, dies in action. And there's a lot around uh, his speech and everything, but this is a list of food and drink, and I was trying to think of a specific drink moment, and we get a lot of the, the wines and the Karelian wines, and this is uh, a wake's going on. Poe's not a part of it. Leia's kind of asking him, but she's Leia mentioned she goes... Uh, uh, we have some nice Carillion Reserve down there. And Poe uh, does eventually join up after this kind of the issue. But there's a great shot. you got Snap Wexley and Jess Pav and a lot of the, the Black Squadron members drinking to their fallen mate. And, uh, you know, someone who ju- I just lost uh, my grandfather this uh, recent uh, days here. And it's like there is something comforting in that. And it's important. It's Star Wars where the actions go, go, go. And we don't even have time to pause for say, even Han Solo's death in, in the movies. We do a little bit in the novel, of course. I love this moment, uh, uh, the wake of Lulo and, uh, and, and holding the glass up of Carillion Reserve for all of our fallen heroes. So that's uh, my number three moment. Yeah, that's a great moment, and sorry to hear about your grandfather. Yeah, thank you, sir. And uh, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I agree that Poe Dameron is definitely one of my favorite comic book uh, lines. Mm-hmm. And that's an awesome little moment. And they do have a lot more of those serious moments in the comic. Like I heard you talking about the one with R2-D2 giving like the the yeah. uh, war recaps kind of. Yeah. And it, it gets deep and it's really nice. And the, um, the mm-hmm. wine, the mm-hmm. Karelian Reserve. And Leia does have that mention of like... Uh, you don't want to ask how Han got this. <laughs> yeah, there's so. something, there's a, there's something in there too. There, uh, yeah, absolutely, and and that would, uh, yeah, that would be in story that would have that's uh, leading up. That's actually before Han passes too, uh, right in front of me. The Poe Dameron comic does eventually go past Last Jedi, but yeah, that one is before. So yeah, uh, and there's always we love talking. There's always uh, references of some kind of Alderanian and Carillion wine or alcohol in these books and comics. I love that moment. Yeah. Um, that's my number three, which means we're up to your number two. Uh, my number two moment is, uh, Luke, old Luke drinking the green milk straight from the source on Octu. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, a, I love the last Jedi. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do understand some people's arguments while well, I don't agree with them necessarily. Sure. Uh, but I will never understand people not really liking this <laughs> moment cause it's just so, perfect to me and it's so funny the ray's face luke's face Mm -hmm. just like the classic weird kind of nasty star wars food going on and it it's just awesome i love it the thalos sirens are great yeah i i'm with you you know it's no secret we love the the last jedi at force center and i I personally love it and yeah there's times i can roll up my sleeves and get into a discussion about all right i understand this moment you might not like this thing can't abide or that I, I find myself getting really grumpy over the green milk scene. And I think it was on Steel uh, Saunders podcast. We did a, a recap predictions thing and, and that came up and I got I got on it. Not, not Steel, Steel likes to see too, but I got really like, grumpy, which I try not to do. I don't want to put that negative energy out into the Star Wars world. But it is, we've talked about it here in Force Center. You know, that is, there's a lot of weight to this moment, Dan. Uh, This is Luke saying, yep, this is what I am now. Get away. Uh, You talked about, I think it's underrated too, Daisy's face. She looks up at this magnificent, weird creature. And it just looks up at it like, oh, this is great. Like, you can see the character of Rey probably loves uh, creatures and pets and animals and and droids. She's so nice to BB-8 and Force Awakens by fixing his little antenna. Uh, and she looks up, and all of a sudden, the, even, even the Thalassire looks at her and is like, <laughs> and it's just, wow, Ray, you're you're not getting what you expected. And, and it, there's a lot of weight to that moment. The weight, the timing of everything yeah. that happens in that scene is just perfect. It's funny. It's serious. It's weird. It's, it's just great. I love it. And, and uh, you know, we are looking forward to, I'm sure you are as well, but we're looking to, forward to it for Center to eventually getting to Galaxy's Edge and having some of the blue and green milk options there at the uh, the dining facilities. All the food there, like, I don't even want to get started on it because I could talk for a whole episode. Well, I, you when know, I saw the... Yeah, go ahead. When I saw the news story about that, I just lost my mind about the food options there. I, you know what? I, I, I yeah, we don't have t- all the time in the world, but I, I, I wouldn't mind getting you started there as, as a uh, food author and blogger and, and Star Wars fan. I mean, this is something that, uh, that is, that is, that is important. Like you look at it you're like, this is, yeah. this is every, great for a Every fan. menu item I was like, oh, 
Well, my first thought is, why wasn't I consulted on this menu? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> oh, I, I could have written a lot of these recipes. Yeah, good one, good one there. Um, but more than that, I was just like, I, I want to eat everything. I want it. They it, they just did such a clever job at putting the types of animals from or creatures from mm-hmm. the movies into the different dishes. The cocktails are amazing. Um, I just want to sit at that bar all day. We'll probably have a one drink uh, maximum, but um, yeah, <laughs> I can right. order them all. We'll, we'll find a way around it. We'll get a drink. We'll step out. We'll finish the drink. We'll step out, and we'll just step back in. We'll wait, we'll wait until the uh, uh, first order comes and kicks us up. Uh, so that is your number two. My number two, we are going to with a classic. And I know this uh, probably almost made your list as a chance for you to talk about it. I just felt this had to be there because going back to the original trilogy, and even though it's not a specific food moment, it's one that always makes me, uh, just spins my brain off into a lot of wonderful little tasty pun intended, headcanon moments, and it is the Cloud City dinner that never was. Um, Lando leads his uh, old buddies into a trap with this dinner, and there's Vader, and the famous scene, one of the great Han moments, he, he, he reacts, he doesn't think, he tries to shoot Vader, even though maybe he knows it doesn't work. Boba Fett sneaks out. We all know the scene, but and it's talked about. We can't overlook that there was a full feast there's a full feast, and Vader even has the, we'd love for you to join us, paraphrasing, but we'd love you to join us for dinner line, which I guess Vader, going to even that moment in Rogue One, he's got some, he's got some comedy uh, uh, in, in there, good or bad. Um, I love this scene because it just makes me think of what, what happens right after. Do they eat? <laughs> did, what, did Vader eat? Did Boba Fett say, all right, take them away. Now I want some of this space steak. I don't know, Dan, am I off base here? No, it's so perfect. It's, it's like the doors close and I'm just like, what's happening next? Um, you, the setup again, Mm -hmm. is it does border on a little earth like, um, but you're wondering like, was there going to be this meal? Did they still have a meal? Um, I don't know if you've seen the robot chicken thing of like, it's been a while, but yes. Yeah. They recreate the meal like right after the doors close and they're all kind of just like having this awkward silence meal. Leia's like, you blew up all their eyes. (laughs) It's, I mean, but that, and that's why I love your robot chicken and family guy, you know, as longtime Star Wars fans, I think in these uh, times where there's a lot of fighting and, and, and debate and everyone wants to take everything too seriously. I think we should take Star Wars very seriously, but don't forget to have some fun with it. And that's the things we talked about on the playground. Hey, did that door close and they eat dinner? Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and here's my, th- I don't know what you think, Dan. Do you think in my, in my head canon, Lando was going to already have this dinner plan. And so preparations are made and the Vader's like, Oh, I'll, I'm coming to that dinner. <laughs> bring, bring them yeah. to me there. Yeah, I think that works. The other thing is maybe they were going to, Vader was going to try to have a dinner with them, but Han started shooting immediately. And they're like, okay, dinner's <laughs> off. All right, we're just going to take him into the carbonite chamber. I've never really thought of it from that perspective. Maybe Vader's like, no, no, let's sit down and, and eat. They can enjoy their final meal, and then we'll interrogate the hell out of them. Uh, and then Han, Han blows it. Han blows the dinner. Yeah, way to show up to a dinner party and just start <laughs> shooting. Oh, Han. Oh, Han. All right, so we're coming towards the end here, but now, we, as we often do, we like to take a little moment to talk about some honorable mentions. I'll toss them out there, and then I want to hear from yours, Dan, uh, your list. Honorable mentions, ones that almost made uh, made it for my uh, list. 
was the Beckett Gang uh, campfire in Solo. Uh, not a lot of food, but I just like the idea that they lit a campfire, maybe had some space beans and and got to know each other a little bit before the big mission in the morning, and there's some great conversation we do see in the movie. Uh, I love Rio Durant in that, in that moments, and, and it just, it's, it's very, in a movie that has Western themes, uh, and, and a lot of people say reminds it's the most Western of all the Star Wars movies, it would make sense it'd be like a campfire moment, right? Yeah, yeah, and uh, Rio does also mention the Ardenian mm. Minoc roast the during Minoc that, roast. so there's an, a food moment within a food moment, sort of. Right, right, so I love that one there, and then uh, the other one, uh, going back to Attack the Clones, that did make the movie, talking about Awkward, uh, and it, it's not it's not great, but it's memorable, and sometimes that's uh, what we got to work with in Star Wars, and it's, an, it's Anakin and Padme's floating fruit date dinner. Um, with with Anakin just like floating fruit to her, <laughs> I'm putting it on a on a utensil like, oh, Obi Wan would be so mad at me, but look what I can do with the Force! I can cut fruit. Love it. Oh, uh, that is extremely awkward. Extremely <laughs> awkward moment. And it also makes you wonder what if, like, if Yoda wanted to cook, could he just do Force lightning to heat up the soup that he made? Oh my God! Yes, that's it. oh, gold. Your soup is. Mm. Yeah. Like maybe when we get these old Republic movies, we'll finally get like a Jedi chef. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, and, uh, you know, Maz Kanata's castle has a chef chef. We need more chef representation in star Wars. Uh, yeah. so that's that. I, 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 you know, honorable mention a little bit for Dexter's diner. I love it. It's, it's again, attack the clones, really silly, kind of over the top, but it's memorable for that. Uh, that's come on my list there, but what's on your honorable mention list? Uh, I have the also from Solo the Colo Claw fish eggs from uh, Voss's dinner party, which is a great reference and a really just like a fun moment. Deep cut, yes. Um, The in the Canto Bite novel, there's a sommelier Mm. who talks about the uh, you have to serve the right wine and alcohol to the right people and different species. Okay, can't. Uh, have different wines it might be poisonous to them and they might have different taste buds so uh, that's really interesting to me seeing like what that looks like in that world and it's more than just the best tasting wine for the best tasting food you have to take a lot more into account when love you're that. serving different species yeah i haven't read that moment myself but i love that there's uh, some uh, real world uh, uh, practical uh, stuff going on there i love that a lot yeah all right Any, anything uh, else no, that's it. That's it. That's it. And uh, since I know what uh, uh, your number one is and what my number one is, I think we should toss out there another meal that almost was, which is the Ewoks about to grill Han Solo. Oh, you know. right. yeah. I did mention that one. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah um, there is a little bit of like people eating moments. Like people, a lot of people were upset about Chewie potentially might have eaten Han in that scene, um, which. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, oh, in Solo, yeah. <laughs> I sort of disagree that that was going to happen, but also if you if you were a different, yeah. if you were a species like Chewbacca and you were tied up and you were starving, maybe you would have to do what you had to do. Got to do what you got to do. Chewing the porgs, it's another great food almost moment, food moment, and cannibal I, sort of yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah, and I still think uh, I I think it was Joseph who really uh, put the idea out there of like you know Chewie didn't kill that porg, he'd found it, it was already passed away, he didn't want to waste <laughs> the waste the porg and. Um, I'm glad he didn't take a big bite on screen, but I still love that moment too. So we've reached our number ones. And as I like to do, I go to my number one. So the guests can close the show with their number one. And, uh, this is one, I'll tell you what, I, I, 
I uh, wanted this when you when you uh, reached out to me and we were planning this episode. This was my number one immediately. I didn't know what else was going to be on my list, but this one I went to right away. Uh, and I'm holding it in my hands now, even though this is an audio recording. You and I are on Skype together, so you can see that I'm holding up uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and there is there a series of important dinner parties in this book on Alderaan uh, where uh, Brea and Bale Organa uh, host dinner parties and there's this theme of Leia not knowing what her parents are into, not really knowing of the rebellion, but getting involved around it and things start happening and, and, and then there's a real, real good intimate kind of relationship stuff where some realistic daughter, mother, daughter, father dynamic stuff where, where Leia's upset and thinks her parents aren't caring and not getting involved in, in a lot of the world and not not paying attention to her. And then she clicks. Uh, about page 199, her and Kier Domati is kind of her first love. She realizes those dinner parties are covers for meetings about the growing rebellion. All the Mon Mothma, all the, sen- all the senators, uh, Pamela and Vaspar from uh, Rogue One are there. And she realizes every one of the dinner guests are 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 are, are in some way or another been expressed uh, kind of kind of having some issues with the the empire, and then that builds up. That's great enough. But then Governor Tarkin surprises them all, has some suspicions, shows up. Oh, the carry on Spike has a little problem. I had to land here. I have to pay my respects to you, and he crashes. The dinner party, and it is one of the most tense moments in the book, and maybe all of Star Wars new canon. I really love it. Uh, it is. It is reminds me a little bit of say like in Glorious Bastards, Hans Landa kind of tension where that that scene where they're having the dessert and, and all that stuff, and Shoshana's there, and you know, oh you oh we got to get cream for your pie, and you're just like the tension builds. It is really just rife with that tension. And uh, if you haven't read it, I want you all to f- check that out. Claudia Gray is one of the best Star Wars authors for a reason. And that is why I put The Dinner Parties in Leia, Princess of Alderaan, number one on my list. Uh, that's, it's an awesome moment. It's a, one of my top books for sure. Yeah. And you're right. The tension you can really feel. Um, it is a building from not only this whole book, but like from a lot of books, a lot mm-hmm. of movies, all of C- Claudia Gray stuff, really. Right. And uh, when he walks in, you're just, you have no idea what's going to happen. It adds to the um, New Hope moment, really. Um, oh, it yeah. It adds to so much of, of Star Wars. And it, you're right. All of it surrounding yeah. a dinner party and a series of dinner parties is really a cool thing. And it, yeah. it feels like real world, but not how I keep saying, like, if it feels like real world is bad, this yeah. feels like real world in a good way right. uh, because these serious things do happen around dinner parties. And it's yeah. a great way to kind of cover cover your tracks and have a good time, but also talk about really serious yeah. issues. And, it, and it was one of the things that makes sense in, in uh, you know, canon and, and Star Wars and building this story and connecting all the dots of, well, you got this sitting queen and her husband is the viceroy and get involved in the rebellion how would they do this? Well, let's invite our guests to our, our our palace and have a dinner. Like it all makes sense, and then how it pulls Lay into the story and, and that stuff with Tarkin. Seriously, Tarkin is a great character, and uh, I, I love this moment with him. So that is why it's my number one. But that means we got your number one on our list now. Yep, my number one uh, Star Wars food and drink moment is Ray with the magic grow bread on yes. uh, Jakku. And I love this moment. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I 
hadn't really thought about Star Wars in a while. I mean, I thought about it, but I hadn't been deep into it the way I was when I was younger. Right. And I almost didn't even watch Force Awakens right away. I oh, wow. wasn't I wasn't paying as much attention and I was just like, oh, this Disney thing's happening. And I didn't really wasn't following it. And someone gave me an opening day ticket at the last minute. Okay. And I was like, I was buckled in from the first second of this movie and the bread scene for some reason just spoke to me because it's what everything about Star Wars is. It's, it's a weird thing that you're interested in. You want to learn more. Um, everyone eats. And when you see someone hungry and needing this thing and she's doesn't have enough portions, she needs more portions. She has this moment to herself with her special meal. Um, and it really sort of like got me on board and back to the Star Wars fan that I am today. And wow. uh, one of my honorable mentions was going to be the Owen and Beru meal with Luke. Right, right. But I pushed that because I wanted to talk about it a little during this scene. Okay. Because I think it's a, I didn't realize until a half hour ago (laughs) that this is a crazy contrast from when we meet Ray to when we meet Luke. One of the first things we see of both of them is them, their dinner ritual. Right. And Luke's dinner ritual is complaining, kind of want it, you know, he kind of has like a nice life. Yeah. He wants to be out there in the in the sky and having adventures and doing his thing. Ray is out here just scavenging and like doing her best to survive every day. And her daily meal ritual is sitting by herself after trying all day to get this meal on her table. And she's sitting there and she's just eating this small piece of bread uh, to be happy. So. I just I think it's just a wonderful scene and it's really interesting. I love what you've said. I love that you're number one. Uh, I I am with you in the sense of when I I I still think my favorite stuff in the Force Awakens and and there's a lot to choose from. I love the ending. I think it was brave. I think it was different. I, I love Han coming back. I think Harrison really brought it. Uh, the lightsaber fight. We could. I don't know why, especially in the early days, in the first few months. And especially after the home uh, home uh, media release of when I could watch First Awakens at home, that was one of the things and sequences that I wanted to watch, which is Ray Daisy Ridley. We just kind of, you know, f- fell in love in a way, uh, an overarching kind of supportive love with this character for what she was going through. And you're right to see her go through all of that, the effort to go into this cruiser, to get the gear on, to go the speeder. We know there's other scavengers fighting over for plots and lands and all that just to get one meal. That's a lot about the character. And the fact that she scratches on the wall and you know she's done this every day for her life. That's powerful uh, and pulls you into the story of Ray. Yeah, it really does. And uh, it, it's just a great setup and a slice of life kind of mm-hmm. and, a, and a window on a different kind of life that is what we all right. love about Star Wars. And the connection to the, to the Luke moment, the little, little bit of uh, you know, Star Wars poetry that doesn't, this one doesn't necessarily rhyme exactly, but it's there. We're in the same atmosphere, and, and it's our hero's journey, uh, but it's with Rey. So I think that's a great moment. We've done it. We've ranked Star Wars food moments, and there's more. There's more. You out there listening are probably like us. Is there a lot of moments of food in Star Wars? Well, no, it's not like Game of Thrones where George R. R. Martin spends two paragraphs describing eel pie. No, but... There's a lot to talk about there. And Dan, I can't thank you enough for coming on to Star Wars Ranked with this wonderful topic and a wonderful list. Yeah, this is awesome. Thank you. I had so much fun talking about it. <laughs> no, this is great. And, and, and Dan and I pre-recorded this. So if you're listening to this, 
Uh, Star Wars celebration has been raging, and it's weird to know that, Dan, by the time this is out in the world, some of our questions and even more answers will have been created from what we see at Celebration. Are you excited for Episode Nine? Uh, I can't wait to see more stuff. I'm also excited about Mandalorian. I'm excited mm-hmm. about the, the video game. I'm jealous of everyone going to a uh, Celebration. Next time. We'll get you next time. Yeah. Uh, Dan, we're almost out of here, but I do want to tell everyone where they can find you and your work. I'm very curious about the S'mores book coming out, and I might have to go ahead and add to cart that Tots book. Uh, Tell them again where they can find you. Uh, You can follow my blog at thefoodinmybeard.com on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. But Instagram is probably best at T-F-I-M-B. That's the initials of the food in my beard. Uh, I post interesting comfort food mashups. Um, you don't have to buy tots because I sent one to the Force Center uh, oh. mailbox this morning, so you should have it tomorrow. Good to know. So by and, the time uh, the world buy, hears this, I'll be I'll be rolling in tots by the time this episode's released. Yeah, and you can buy both of our books this May. S'mores. <laughs> 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 And uh, what is it? This uh, wh- why we love Star Wars. Why we love Star Wars. The great moments about the galaxy far, far away. You know about subtitles. You need those good subtitles. Uh, oh on, yeah, on Amazon. SEO, <laughs> SEO, SEO. Uh, yeah, May fifteenth for mine. You can pre-order mine and get that s'mores book. Get them both. Add the card, everybody, and make some s'mores while you read about Star Wars. Uh, it'll it'll be uh, it'll be good for your soul. Comfort food is important. Uh, Dan Whalen, I cannot thank you enough for coming on here. Uh, there might be more food moments in the in the in the in the in the movies and shows to come, which means you'll have to come back on here on Four Center and Star Wars Ranked. Awesome. Thank you. Can't wait. All right, everybody. That is it. We've been talking about food. Now I'm hungry. I'm going to go to lunch, and I hope you all, too, uh, do that as well. That is it. Star Wars has been ranked. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.